The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Michelle Kwan. In 1996, the world was in the midst of a massive cultural movement that saw women finally taking center stage. Nowhere was this shift more apparent than at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. This audience was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. The noise, everybody's cheering, and we see all these USA flags. It was the most important summer in women's sports history. And team after team after team, the U.S. women kept winning. Basketball, soccer, softball, gymnastics. I just said, give me mine. Like, give me mine. Join me for Dear Media's Summer of Gold, presented by Together. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh And so I remember, you know getting that call that they didn't have a space for me and freaking out because I didn't have a plan on where where else was it going to take my class and how do I now cultivate this idea and this community with no home base and so you know that took some creativity at, you know initially and some gut check like you said like do you believe enough in what you're doing to continue to pursue this and I really had I, I was so motivated and so clear on what I was doing that I knew if I if I made those two people in that room feel seen and have the best fucking time that they were going to tell their friends and their friends were going to come back to the class. So many of you guys have asked for this episode with Megan Roop. She is the owner of the Sculpt Society and she is telling us how to get in shape, lengthen our muscles, lean out, all the things on this episode. I actually met Megan when I went to the Victoria's Secret fashion show. I went out there, thought I was just going to see the fashion show, but it ended up that Victoria's Secret had like a whole itinerary for us. I went to her class thinking, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. It's a dance class. I feel like I'm going to fuck up. And she made it so comfortable and her energy was so inviting that I really wanted her to come on the podcast. She says she had her own struggle finding a fitness method that would help her reach her goals, but she also wanted it to be fun. And her workout was fun. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or unmotivated, I highly recommend listening to this podcast. She completely inspired me. And she even talks about snacks and like healthy meals she likes. And she's pregnant. So we learn all the things in this episode. With that, let's welcome Megan Roop of the Sculpt Society to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. You met your husband on Hinge? I did. Morgan, what were you doing on Hinge? Morgan's sitting in the background. I know, Morgan, what were you doing on Hinge? (laughs) (laughs) So right when you saw him, is it a swipe situation? Because I never got to go on the apps. I never got the opportunity, maybe for my second husband. So to be honest, husband. <laughs> let me tell you how it works, Lauren. I was on there last night. I'm just <laughs> so to be honest, by the time I saw Morgan's profile on Hinge, I was kind of over online dating. So I saw his profile and I was like, eh, why? Let's just say yes, <laughs> because one in 10, one in 10 are, are, are actually going to say or actually going to reach out at that point. Like that was, was like, those were the, like the stats. It was so low. People just like weren't reaching out at the time. Hinge was super new. And to be honest, his profile, his pictures were 
a little underwhelming. I like underwhelming though, because I don't want you having a fucking star shot, glamour shot, no. beach oh, situation let me, let me that's ask. blurred, like, what, like, hold on. like face-tuned. I'd rather have someone who's super underwhelming with bad lighting <laughs> and like like Taylor, our friend producer, he's behind there. He would come to our house in LA and use our bathroom to take all his profile <laughs> shirtless, shots. Shirtless shots. Shirtless shots. No, let me tell you. If there was one shirtless shot in the profile, it was a no for me. Let me ask you this, just in case Lauren (laughs) leaves me and I got to figure this out for myself. I need as much information as you can share. Honestly, be detailed. What is a win profile shot for a guy? Because like, I think like, you know, Mm. it's... I don't want to be sexist here, but for girls, I feel it's like a little easier, right? Totally Guys, easier. Like, what, like, what do you do? You know, you don't want to be the guy Taylor's with It's not Taylor's razor burn in our mirror. <laughs> but you don't want to be the guy with the fish, right? I know I see people making fun of the guy holding the fish. Um, you maybe don't want to be shirtless. That's a little too much. It's want to be underwhelming. Like, do you want to be with a group of yeah. like girls? No, I don't know. Do you want to no. do you? So what's the move? Is no. it like you like standing there with your arm around like your mother? Like who knows? Yeah, it, uh, to be honest, I don't Very know. Nice <laughs> we should pull up Morgan's old profile photos because some of them were um, not great. And so I was pleasantly surprised when I walked in. So maybe that is the reason why I was a little swept off my feet. I was like, ooh, when I first saw him on our date, um, I did cancel on him the first. Yeah, we had to reschedule. That's good, move. though. I love a cancel. <laughs> That's great. That that works great. Morgan was really was really doing well. So take us back before you met Morgan. So how far back do you want me to go? All the way back. All I want to know back. how you got into fitness and wellness. You're, sure. you know, you, I feel like you are so well known in the space now. And I want to go back to like maybe the epiphany when you realized, oh my God, wellness, fitness, this is for me. Yeah. So I grew up dancing, moved around a bunch as a kid, was always really into classical ballet, you know, on the high school dance team really entered college not knowing what the heck to do. I was really lost my freshman year. Um, I was attending Cal Poly as an English major. I had decided not to pursue dance and became really unhappy and became really obsessed with my food and my body and didn't understand why I had sort of dove into this cycle of negative behavior until I went to see a therapist. (laughs) At the end of my freshman year, I had to talk to my mom and I said, listen, I'm really unhappy. I don't know why. I'm having these obsessive behaviors. I'm sick of it. Um, I'm generally a really happy person. Like, what's going on? I go into that session. She breaks it down, literally cracks me in like the first session. Is like, you're not dancing. You're not pursuing what you're doing. You're 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 numbing yourself with food and overexercising, thinking that that's the problem. But you're actually not listening to yourself. You're going outside of yourself, and you're not pursuing what is what you're meant to be doing. And that could be, and I always say this, this, that could be food, drugs, sex, whatever it is. For me, my drug of choice was was food and overexercising. And so that led me into a path of, of getting back into dance. And I ended up transferring to NYU's Tisch Dance Program, another conservatory, modern ballet. And then I was, I graduated and they kind of just like thrust you out into New York City, you know, with, you think you're prepared and you're really not. And you're trying to support yourself in a really expensive city. So I started to side hustle as I was auditioning for dance work. Um, And I saw an audition for fitness, um, a dance-based fitness studio. And at that time, fitness wasn't something that I was passionate about. I just saw it as a side hustle, a way to make money, a way to pay rent. And you know, at that time probably had, I think I had like a crunch membership, was torturing myself still like in the gym, like watching every calorie count like for every step. And just that was my approach to fitness at the time until I saw this audition. 
um, for this studio. And I went in and experienced dance space fitness for this first time. And things really clicked there for me. It was the first time I really experienced a way of moving that felt good. And it didn't feel like torture to me. It was, I wasn't there to burn calories. I was there to like feel really empowered and to feel, um, it just felt fun to me. And so at the time, I was really hitting my stride in in dance, in my professional dance career. I was working with the NBA in Brooklyn for the Nets. I was also side hustling in fashion as a fit model. So, you know, uh, really like a live mannequin for designers. And then I was really discovering this new passion for fitness. And I never went into it thinking, I really was like, this is just going to pay the bills. But honestly, like week two, I was, I was like hooked. Um, the the experience of getting to connect with women on such a personal day-to-day level and seeing how I could affect their lives and empower them through movement um, really transformed and redirected me in my career. So at the time, I had done two years with the NBA. It had been, you know, years of dancing professionally. I felt like I had checked that box off. And I just really saw this new direction and this new longevity that I could have in fitness. So I ended up teaching, I ended up, you know, ending that dance career, teaching for six and a half years, um, and, you know, really educating myself on fitness. What is, what is it that I wanted to do? Trying other studios, other modalities. Um, and then six and a half years into teaching, I launched the Sculpt Society. And I met you. At the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, we were told that we were supposed to meet at 9 a.m. for a workout. <laughs> and I walked in and you were like this like bright light dancing. And there was all these Victoria's Secret <laughs> models and influencers like doing this dance. And you just made it so fun. It was so Thank it was you. so approachable. And I just told you, like, I'm a little intimidated by doing all these well, dances. But you made it very disarming. Well, thank you. And truly, that is the reason I launched the Sculpt Society was really because I saw so much intimidation in the space, right? The boutique fitness scene in New York City is like cutthroat. And I was like, this is bullshit. Why are we creating this like negative space for women? I want to create a class that feels really welcoming, that every woman that walks in feels welcomed, feels successful when they leave a class. Dance cardio does not need to be so complicated. Let's make it simple. Let's make the class under an hour. And let's make it kick ass. Like that's that's how I wanted it to feel. And I just felt like there was such a gap and still is a little bit of a gap in this boutique fitness space. What I love about you is that you did sort of the Warren Buffett strategy where he says, write down the top 20 things that you love. Don't judge yourself. Don't let anyone else judge you. And then only do the top three one of my things was scrapbooking and now I'm online scrapbooking, which I you, I would never have said when I was little, I want to be a scrapbooker, but that is something that I wrote down and that's what I do now. For you, it was it seems to be dance, fitness, and you focused on that and you made a career out of that. What advice would you give for someone who has a passion or a love that maybe isn't accepted by society? I think when there's not a clear path, it can be nerve wracking. I know for my parents, they immigrated to the United States. They're from South Africa. I think with parents and role models like that, they want these like very steady jobs for them, for their kids. And so for me, it was never really presented that dance or the arts could be something like that. So I also never thought of it as a possibility until I really had to switch that mindset and, and discover the ideas. So I think, A, it's just switching that mindset um, maybe 
not divulging to everyone what your dreams are, right? Just holding that close to you. And I also think for me, I'm a big believer in the side hustle. So I really think you can make a career out of anything, but take the financial pressure off in those first couple of years. So I really relied on my fit modeling to fund my life when I started the Sculpt Society. Yes, was it incredibly nerve-wracking when I started? Absolutely. But it wasn't paying the bills. And I was really able to cultivate the community, the method, um, while side hustling in fashion. And, and, I, and I think that's so insightful because I think a lot of, we've been doing this now for a while, but people forget that like Dear Media at one point was the side hustle. Mm. The skinny comp, this podcast is still the side hustle. And we started all these things while we were doing things that supported our lifestyle and income, right? Like, and I think so many people, you know, they think I got to jump from one thing to the next. And that's what makes it scary, right? You just pull the ripcord and you have nothing on Ugh. either side. Yeah. But for, you know, this podcast, this entity, like they all started as side hustles while we were supporting ourselves with like, what does it call our main jobs or our main thing? Yeah. I think too, what you're saying is so great because we're told so much you have to go work for a bunch of different people to find out what you like to do. You and I have a similar story where we had the side hustle for me bartending for you fit modeling, but then we pursued our passion aggressively with all the extra energy we have. So if, if anyone's listening, I think the takeaway from this is if do a, a service industry job, fit modeling while you're working and putting all your energy into what you actually want to do. Well, people lie to each other though. And they say you can have it all. But the problem is, is you can't have it all unless you're willing to make a bunch of sacrifices, right? Well, I think, it, you know, from, I'm sure for you guys too, from the outside in it, it looks really glamorous. Look, it, my life looks like, <laughs> like I just work out and that's, that it stops there. Like, you know, it is seven days a week. It is a grind. It is a small startup. Sure. Um, I am doing, you know, a lot of work behind the scenes. And I don't think people understand that. So I think, too, just being realistic with people and like, okay, you, yes, you may have a dream, but you, let's be honest about what that takes. And maybe it's okay if maybe that's not the right path for you. And maybe working for someone in a company that you're passionate about is the right path. But if you are an entrepreneur, I think it can be glamorized. And, and it really is not a glamorous I think job. it's dangerous that people glamorize it because, like you said, there's a lot. I mean, I was joking around yesterday. We were in here and I was like, 90% of what we are doing right now is like dealing with a bunch of shit that falls in our lap, right? Like it was like, oh God, here's a problem or this thing had an issue. It's like, yeah. The the other ten, like this is the fun part, right? Totally. But the other stuff is like, oh my God, this headache, this HR, yeah. this finance, this like it, it's a lot. Um, and I think more entrepreneurs could do a better job explaining to young and upcoming or aspiring entrepreneurs like all of that stuff, and then they and then really like gut check and say like, do you want all that in order to get that other ten percent? Exactly. Exactly. What are some struggles that you've experienced when you were first starting out? Like go back, really go back and tell us about some things that you went through to get where you are now. If you are a mother or a father and you have not tried, that's it. You're missing out. What I did is I got the Apple Crunchables for Zaza. She is absolutely addicted. If I have these, she calms down. Don't believe me? Ask Michael. He even carries them in his pocket. I have these Apple Crunchables everywhere. They're a game changer. If I get stuck and I look in my bag and I don't have a Crunchable and I'm with Zaza, I start to have a meltdown. So they're one ingredient 
which I love as a mother. They also have a grown-up version if you have a significant other that gets hypoglycemic, and these ones have apples, pumpkin seeds, and sea salt. Another reason that I use them for my daughter is because they're all natural, non-GMO, preservative-free, and there's no added purees, juices, or concentrates. I have found in so many baby products, they add so much shit that I just feel like they don't need. The Apple Crunchables are free of all top 12 allergens. They're paleo, plant-based, and gluten-free. They come in tiny packs, so you can stuff them in your diet bag and go. They saved my ass when I was in France. I had them everywhere. I cannot say enough good things. I order them on a subscription because I'm so obsessed. And if you want something for yourself to throw in your cart, definitely check out the Keto Kick Bar. The one that I carry for Michael is made with six real whole ingredients because that's why it's called That's It. And there's as much caffeine as a cup of coffee. So 95 milligrams of caffeine from fair trade single origin coffee beans. These bars are made with coffee beans, sea salt, cacao powder, or vanilla powder. I am a fan of the chocolate, so is Michael. They're organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, and free of the top 12 allergens, just like the Crunchables. So pick up the Keto Kick Bars in chocolate and the Apple Crunchables. And of course, that's it, is giving all Skinny Confidential him and her listeners 25% off their entire order, plus free shipping on that'sitfruit.com. Prepare for all your back to school and or back to the office, snacking needs, or just an afternoon slump. Now at that'sitfruit.com, code skinny 20 You and your kids are going to be obsessed. I think initially finding a home for the Sculpt Society was really nerve-wracking because I had this idea of this one studio in New York that was, at the time, in 2017 when I launched, um, the the rise of incubator spaces was happening. So studios in New York City that were um, allowing other fitness methods and, and trainers come in and teach. And I auditioned for this this studio that I was like, I'm going to get in like no break, like this is going to happen. And it didn't happen. And so I remember, you know, getting that call that they didn't have a space for me and freaking out because I didn't have a plan on where where else was it going to take my class? And how do I now cultivate this idea in this community with no home base? And so, you know, that took some creativity, at, you know, initially and some gut check, like you said, like, do you believe enough in what you're doing to continue to pursue this? And I really had to um, really strive and, and lean into, again, what... What, why was I starting this? What, what was I doing? You know, and I, I believed enough in what I had created um, to, to find another studio space that luckily took me in and, and I was able to, to start the community there. I think also, let's be real too, people think like I just rocked up and there was like a sold out class. Realistically, the first nine months, if I got two people in the door, I was like, hallelujah, I didn't. Wow. I sold two, I got sold two spots. So I think too, you know, I was so um, mo- I, I was so motivated and so clear on what I was doing that I knew if I if I made those two people in that room feel seen and have the best fucking time, that they were going to tell their friends and their friends were going to come back to the class, and that's what started to happen. Word of mouth really started to spread, and um, it but it took me about nine months, and I think people don't realize that you know if it doesn't happen right away. People kind of want to abandon shit. Not to like downplay, because obviously you've had success, like a lot of success since then, but not to downplay this. But don't you feel like you remember those early days way more than like, you know, let's say like last month was a great month. Let's just say that. Um, 
But like, don't you feel like that's like you kind of gloss over those great ones. You really remember like the hard times more. Like, I think that that builds so much more character than like the easy times. The easy times, like it's the reward, oh, but it's not as memorable. Absolutely. I mean, I think if I didn't have those hard times, again, those hard times really test what it is that you're doing. And I think if I hadn't experienced that, it just would have been a different, you know, I think I think my tenacity of like wanting to just prove to people that, that this was, could be a successful business um, maybe would have been a little bit less, but I don't know. I'm kind of passionate when it comes to that. So <laughs> one thing I think is so impressive about you is that you built a business while simultaneously building a huge social media presence. How did you do that? There's a lot of people out there that are passionate about something but don't know how to build the social media presence. And then on the flip side, it's also flipped. Yeah. How did you do that? So this is 2017 when I launched the Sculpt Society. I had maybe 300 followers. So I was, quote unquote, late to the game. You know, I felt really behind. However, still knowing that social media was such a big aspect of any small business, right? So, you know, I just immediately knew I had to just to start posting consistently and then doing a lot of like guerrilla marketing, like reaching out, cold DMing people that I didn't know. You have to tell everyone what guerrilla marketing is. I haven't heard that term since oh. I think Mike, <laughs> Mike Cernovich. That was a long time ago. Tell um, us what that is again. Remind us. Oh, I don't know if I know like the clear definition, but like cold, like cold calling. Yeah. I, I would literally DM. I mean, every day. Hey, you don't know me. But in my mind, I'm like, listen, I got a great class. If I can just get this influencer, a model, a celebrity, whoever you are, Sally Joe, into the room, I know they're going to have the best experience. So that's honestly what happened in the early days. And maybe one in 50 would respond, but I got some great responses, you know, um, and it started to trickle in the New York fashion girl, the New York fashion model um, started to train some of them and then started working with different influencers. And and I, I again, I just knew that that aspect of the business had to be there in order to grow, uh, not only on social, but in my community as well. I always say like it's uh, you have to reach out a thousand times. You're going to get a thousand no's, but then you get that one yes. Who was someone that you got that was just life changing for your business? I would say Elsa Hosk, who was word of mouth. I, I didn't reach. So you're saying like someone I reached out to cold DM'd? It could be anything, an influencer or celebrity that just changed the game. Elsa Hosk was a, was a word of mouth reference and still as a client and friend today and the most supportive. Ariel Charnas was huge for me. Um, I think the mix of the two at the time, because the Victoria's Secret fashion show was happening, Elsa was wearing the bra. And then Ariel Charnas, who has just a, a crazy following as well. And her husband was doing it with you. So yes. that was that was a very um, 360 approach, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. You know, I think too, just getting micro influencers into the into the studio and into the class as well. I think people underestimate a micro influencer's power. You know, you can have big big celebrities and and, and big influencers, but you know, people with smaller communities are really really engaged. I agree, and I you said something so smart earlier. You said that you just wanted to get anyone in the class because you knew they would go and spread the word. Sally Joe with 10 followers, she is has a really strong voice. I completely agree with you. And I feel like this isn't talked about enough. I was talking with Michael about product the other day and I was like, 
I haven't really sent anything to influencers. I My community has just been so incredible. They're posting the coolest content ever. Yes. And I think that that's overlooked so often. Yes. Yes. People just want like the quick grab of yes. the celebrity or the influencer. And so I was really intentional when I was teaching in real life classes too. Anyone who walked in the door, I shook their hand. I gave a moment to them to say hello and to welcome them because there were so many times when I would go to a fitness studio and like just feel kind of like intimidated and like by myself and not welcomed. And so again, whether it was Sally Joe or Elsa Hosk, everyone needed to have the same experience. And that still is how I approach it today because like you said, the community feels that, you know, they see that. And if they're getting different treatment, then that's, you know, just a different experience. How do you and your husband do working in a small space during the pandemic? We talked about it off air. I would love to know any tips or tricks or secrets. Wait, I was going to ask you the same, uh, the same I don't thing. Have, I don't have much. We um we had to to not to do it anymore. We had to stop doing it. I'm giving him a sprinkle of epidural in his coffee every single day so he can't move his legs. We had to move to LA to do it. No, um, so let me take you back. So the pandemic hits. I launched the Sculpt Society app the digital version in November of 2019. So it had launched for like three months. We had it up and running. The pandemic hits um, and we're in a one bedroom and I have to start going live on the Sculpt Society app every day from my living room. Poor Morgan is like stuck in the bedroom. I don't even know where the bathroom maybe. And let me just put this into perspective if you aren't in New York. I mean, we're talking like 600 square feet, like the size of this room. Is this actually the size of this room? That's how big... Your one bedroom was slightly bigger, but yes, it is tiny. Well, because normally before you, you have like, I think like, well, this is a whole tangent, but I think a lot of people are like revisiting how they live because, you know, I look at somewhere like in New York City, I'm like, ah, it's okay to have a small space. You've got the whole city at your disposal. Yeah, but if I'm with you in a pandemic in New York City in a 600 foot apartment, I am Miss Peacock with the revolver in the New York City 600 foot apartment. If that was my situation, I'm going to risk the elements. I'm going to be out. I'm going to be like, listen, I'm not following the rules, but I got, it's more dangerous for me inside than out. Also, let me put this, even this was an upgrade. We had just moved from a studio to a one bedroom. So we had thought we were living the dream and then the pandemic hit. And then I'm going live and I'm, I'm blasting music and I'm, you know, this is like on a daily basis. So to be honest, it's more Morgan than me. I don't know Morgs. How did you, what he did? He just put up with it. And he's still um, crying. He's still crying. (laughs) Yeah. Michael's dad says he doesn't speak. He doesn't hear. He doesn't see. That's how he deals with it. (laughs) I think that's smart. That's smart. So your app doubled during the pandemic. People obviously had to start working out from home. So I feel like people either sank or swim during this. Like you, 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 you have to choose your mindset. To me, it seems like you chose a mindset of positivity and how can I make this work for the business, the brand, the community? I mean, I dove right in. I felt really grateful that I'd already had this platform launched for three months. You know, I already had hundreds of videos on the platform and I was already working on the live element. So the fact that literally the day that the city shut down, I could go live and I knew all of my community and specifically my community in New York City could jump into the live workout from their living room was was just big. And then I started, I really felt like it was my duty to go live every single day. So honestly, for the first six months, I went live and provided a free not every class, it, a class on the Sculpt Society app every single day for, for seven days. 
are you pregnant at this time? No. <laughs> How many weeks pregnant are you for the audience that doesn't know? I'm 36 weeks. Okay. So, so you got pregnant later on though in the pandemic yes. too. Yeah. That's a lot to juggle. It's it a was lot. a lot to juggle. I asked the audience because I know they're going to be so excited that you're on a ton of questions. And okay. a lot of the questions have to do with gaining weight in the yep. pandemic. Yep. The last five pounds, they yep. gain 10 pounds, 15 pounds, whatever. Yep. What are some really digestible tips that people can do to lose weight? Gut health is the thing, okay? We are about a healthy gut for 2021 because a healthy gut, and I know this because I had the founder of Just Thrive on this podcast, means your best immune system, digestive, and emotional health. The gut controls so much, and I'm learning more and more about it. And one thing that I take every single day is a Just Thrive probiotic. I like it so much, they have one for dogs that I give it to Boone. So Boone's on his probiotic, I'm on mine. I like the Just Thrive probiotic, and I really like it because after doing research, I found that there is one thing that is important about probiotics, and that is survivability, okay? A lot of them don't survive from the trip to your mouth to your gut, and the reason I'm attracted to Just Thrive is because it does survive. So if you're on a probiotic, make sure that it's one that has survivability. I learned that a good probiotic has nothing to do with refrigeration, so I feel like it's just so much easier to just throw it in my bag. I take one right before I get on the plane and then get off and you can just take it with your morning coffee every single morning. The one that I like is vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, and free from anything artificial. If you want to, you can even break it in half and sprinkle a little bit on your kid's oatmeal. Probiotics are just so amazing because they support your gut, beautiful skin, better sleep, and easier weight control. I feel like if you want to learn more about probiotics in general, you should listen to that episode. I learned all about gut health, and I feel very confident that I want to focus on that moving forward. If you have any problems like gas, constipation, or bloating, I would definitely check out a probiotic. If you're on an antibiotic, it's super important to always take a probiotic with it so you don't get a yeast infection. And right now, we are going to give you 15% off. You're going to save 15%. You're going to go to justthrivehealth.com com slash skinny and use promo code skinny promo code skinny i'm telling you try the just thrive probiotics you're gonna love it just thrivehealth.com slash skinny i think keeping it simple let's just keep it simple if you are someone who's feels overwhelmed with what to do it's it's all just like the next step it feels overwhelming it's like let's simplify it so i'm a really big believer especially in the pandemic of shorter workouts even for me the days that i'm not going live i struggle to get myself going and get into a workout however i can convince myself to do a five or ten minute quickie on my app anytime i do a five or ten minute quickie i end up doing more so i created a quickie program commit to 10 minutes a day for four weeks. Does that sound like a weight loss program? No, but it's going to get you working, moving, feeling good mentally and physically and getting you into that consistency. So I think when people think of working out, they think it's like this quick fix, this magic pill that they have to take. It's really just small little nuggets. And for me, that comes down to quick workouts. And then you start to build upon that. Um, I think when it comes to nutrition and talking to a nutritionist, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I think a lot of fitness influencers out there give out fitness advice. And I think, you know, when it comes to your body and nutrition, I know what works for me, but you need to figure out what works for you and talking to a professional. 
what are some little tips that work for you? You don't have to give us blanket <laughs> advice. Give us like some things that you do. Like, what are you eating for breakfast? Yes. You're, what, what's you're for lunch? Yeah, I want to like know. Yeah, she I likes know. Specific. I've listened to your yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> details, details. I wake up in the morning and she's, I'm like, she's like, how are you doing? I'm like, good. She's like, I need specific. I was like, I can't. I, I got to give me a minute here. <laughs> um, okay, so what am I eating in the morning? I start with, I mean, this is like so eye rolly. Lemon water. Eye roll me up. Love a lemon water in the morning. Um, that just gets my digestion, go- digestion going. I have coffee with almond milk. And then I start with fruit. I'll then move my body. And then I'll have like my, I call it my second breakfast, which is either like a massive salad with feta cheese, goat, cucumbers, and then three scrambled eggs over it with some salad dressing, avocado, or I'll do two pieces of Ezekiel toast. What salad dressing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Lauren? Actually, no, as I'm t- asking no, questions that people want to know. Sure, but as you were talking, I was thinking maybe I should do that salad with the egg thing too. Michael, because- honestly, we've had so many people on this podcast and you still eat your fucking no, croissant think, from Alfred, I, so I, I don't know I what to I say. Could, I think I could do that. Okay, why, why I, the cucumbers? I'm going to watch cucumbers? you chop up the feta. I like the, I like the crunchiness of the... Of yeah, the, see, I think I... That he's hungry good. right now. Here we go. Okay, so what dressing? Currently, I'm really into Trader Joe's dressing. They have really simple ingredients in Trader Joe's dressing. Okay. By the way, coming from New York City to walk into a Trader Joe's and not have a crazy line, it's like heaven to me. Okay. I could spend hours there. Okay. Have you gone to Air One yet? I haven't. Oh. Okay. I'm nervous. I'm going to spend a lot of money there. A yeah, hundred million dollars. You're going broke, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going worth broke. it. Okay. Broke vibes. So depending if I have the salad or the, the toast, I'll then switch that for lunch. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> so if I have my second breakfast is the big salad with the eggs, then for lunch, I'll usually have two pieces of Ezekiel toast with Kite Hill cream cheese, the everything bagel. See, um, you have to get it. The everything bagel flavor. Is that better than Monty's? I love local NYC Monty's, but Kite Hill's, I think if I had to choose Kite Hill. Oh, really? I'm obsessed with Monty's. Well, it depends on the texture. Are you okay. more of a thick texture yeah, person? I want, like, so then you thick, like Monty's. Girthy. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So then Monty's, if you're more of a whipped light, <laughs> light cream cheese person, Morgan's more of a Monty's. He likes okay. Okay. So and then I'll smash avocado, everything bagel seasoning on top. Yum. A snack would be a smoothie. I'm during pregnancy, big fan of a protein fruit smoothie. So almond milk, uh, bananas, blueberries, a protein powder of choice and chia seeds and maybe maybe a nut butter. And then dinner, I'm, I've honestly been really lazy. So I'll either, Morgan and I will either order Saqqara for dinner during the week or we'll like make a big, I don't know, like veggie chicken. I don't know, boring. Whenever I hear what people eat sometimes and I, I've had to like um, do work with this, I realize that I don't eat enough. Oh, I believe it. That's another really great tip. Yes. I think I, I've always hear what people eat and it's not because I'm um, trying to deprive myself. I mean, I am in, in a period of weight loss, but I, I just forget. I don't so know. That's like Morgan and I don't understand humans like you. I do. I do not forget. I forget. To eat. I forget. Like I even had one thing to eat today. What that time is, is it? I know what? it's horrible. It's two o'clock. So your metabolism is, is like a, a fire. I know. I hope, I hope um, I'm working with Eric from the flexible diet coach and I hope he didn't hear that. I'm going to eat I only have had coffee. I know. Oh, I need oh my to. Gosh. That I explains forget. a lot, Lauren. It explains a lot to me. I forget. About your so mood when I today. hear what you eat, I'm like, oh my God, it sounds so good. I mean, I'm down for everything you're saying. I need to eat more. Yeah. So, um, and I think maybe if, because you're clearly so busy, you know, running a business and having a child, maybe it is like a Sakar, like a, a a meal delivery service. I love Sakara. I use the, I do use that yeah. a lot. I'm obsessed with their stuff. They're great. Big fan, especially for dinner when we're like exhausted and we just want something healthy. Um, and then honestly, I. 
like if a dessert, I've been loving frozen yogurt and like rainbow sprinkles. Oh, when I was pregnant, <laughs> when I was pregnant, that's a different story. I would I made him make me a box of the bunny mac and cheese. Mm. Have you had that? Don't let me start it on mac and cheese in my first trimester when I was nauseous. That's like all I could eat. It's so good with lemon all over it mm. and chili flake. You should make that for her tonight. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't want to call myself a chef, but I make a mean you mac do. and cheese. And every single day, I, you the pregnancy's great because you just make them do everything. I know. And then the baby days. comes and that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> what are some tips if people are pregnant? For instance, like I put spirulina powder in my smoothie every single day and I noticed it really helped. Do you have any little hacks like that that you're doing that you think are just great? I think for me, especially in my first trimester, eating smaller but more consistent meals because the more I did that, <laughs> I um, the more I left time in between, the more nauseous I felt during pregnancy. I also think, you know, it's a misconception with pregnancy that we're not supposed to be moving our bodies and we're supposed to be resting. Honestly, if you can, if you are pregnant, just getting five or t- like going back to that quickie mindset, five, 10 minutes a day meant because pregnancy is mental. like we were talking before, it's such a mental game that if you can just get out of your head and, you know, just feel good and get those endorphins going while you're pregnant, it makes such a difference. I will say I was very impressed with my wife during pregnancy because I don't think you missed a single day of working out. Not one single day. It was pretty, I mean, and I was like the discipline that took, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, because obviously you're you're pregnant, you're uncomfortable. And like, I was like, wow, that's impressive. But I I do think it helped not only, listen, I, I I hope this doesn't upset anybody. I think it helped with the labor and the birth and made it easier on her because she was in such good physical condition when she gave birth. Yeah, I mean, there's so many studies that show that, that if you, if you, if you are cleared by your doctor and moving and working out feels good for you, that that it is so healthy, not only for you, but for your baby. I just felt like, and tell me if you feel like this too, I was so swollen and puffy. I have to move my body and that include walking, a lot of walking. And then a low, a low, low, low cortisol workout, which brings me to my next question. I have noticed that my body does not do well in high cortisol workouts. For instance, fuck a spin class where the music is up to 8,000 and I'm getting yelled at and like everyone's taking their fucking towel, doing like the yeehaw and like high-fiving. Like it's, I can't. And now we know why Peloton canceled us, Lauren. No, no, no. They don't Uh, sponsor us anymore. No, Peloton's amazing because it's at home. I'm just kidding. I think, do they sponsor us? I don't know. So (laughs) honestly, Peloton's amazing. I'm not talking about Peloton. I'm talking about these, uh, these workouts where you're getting yelled at. There's, there's one down the street from me. They have a mic on. They're screaming at me. The music is up so loud. I want to listen to Bossa Nova and have like low vibes because I think, you know, life is so stressful and chaotic already as it is to have a workout that is inducing cortisol. I noticed made me gain weight. Can you speak on that? And if you don't agree with me, feel free to rip me to shreds. No, I'm not going to rip you to shreds. And I'm probably going to give a really annoying answer, which is the same thing I have for nutrition. It is when it comes to working out to me, it's figuring out what works for your body. And I know that's annoying, but some people thrive in that environment, like a boot camp. I don't, I don't want someone yelling at me. So I created a space where like the sculpt study is what I wanted in a workout. Right. But I think it's just finding, maybe it's a reformer Pilates class. Maybe it's a yoga class, but you have to test just like nutrition, figuring out what works for you in your body. And that's amazing. The fact that you have figured that out, what works for you in your body.
Let's take a quick break to talk about a serious subject that we are definitely champions of, and that is protecting your mental health. It has been a crazy couple of years, which is why we decided to bring BetterHelp onto the show as a platform partner to talk about protecting your mental health and getting ahead of conversations that are hard to have. BetterHelp is going to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. This is so cool because you can connect in a safe and private online environment, and it's convenient. You can do it right out of your home and you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. You guys know how passionate I am personally about mental health. It's very, very important to me. And I think this is such a great site for anyone who's struggling to check out. It's super affordable, even more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And they also have financial aid, which is so incredible. Yeah. What I love the most about this is the convenience. You know, it's you can do this from your bedroom, from your living room. You can just get online. You have full privacy. Nobody has to see or hear from you except the therapist that you're talking to online in a completely protected environment and all from the comfort of your own home. So if you or anyone you know is struggling with depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, they have it all. And anything you share, and I think this is really important to point out, is confidential. So it's convenient, professional, affordable, all the things. And you should also know it's not a crisis line. So I just think this is such a good message to be spreading. Michael and I, like I said, are about mental health. One is completely changing the game of, of mental health, right? Like for the the first time you're giving access to so many people that may have not had access before. You know, Lauren and I have been proponents of mental health. We've had many conversations on this show to protect mental health and be and make people more aware of it. So check it out. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com skinny. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash skinny. BetterHelp.com slash skinny. What can someone expect if they take your class online or in person? So online, we have so much offering. And I think offline, we were talking about, I think a lot of people think the Sculpt Society is just dance cardio. I have actually... I would say 80% of the Sculpt Society's low-impact sculpt. So it is not jumping if that is something that you're not into. Yes, I've got a great dance cardio section if that's what you're into. But, you know, a, the bulk of the method is low-impact sculpting, sculpting using your own body weight, like hand weights, ankle weights. Um, and it's it's athletic, but it's, it's low-impact. So I'm still getting your heart rate up in a low-impact way. So you're going to sweat. Um, but then if you're on, I don't know, if you're not feeling it, I have got a great gentle beginner sculpt where you're going to be on your side and you're going to, it's going to be gentle and slow and, you know, the pace is much slower. So there really is something for everyone. I have meditation, I have yoga on there. It's your voice really is very relaxing too. Oh. It is very you. relaxing. It's like low. Cortisol. I kind of have a uh, dude's voice. Right? I like it. It's very, 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 <laughs> like very relaxing. Let me ask you a sideball question. When there's a, there's people in your space that I believe are catching some flack, which is kind of strange now, just kind of strange for promoting a, you know, like a certain body image or health and wellness lifestyle because for whatever reason, somehow, I mean, everything's become offensive now, but somehow sure. it's become offensive to promote, you know, kind of what you do. You, how do you deal with the, with the voices that come and say like, Hey, you're promoting something and you're not, but like, yeah. You know so I've been really, really mindful of that you know, um, making sure that I'm showcasing all body types. So I have got curvy women 
on my on my app, um, I have a whole TSS friends section. And so it was important to me that, yes, do I train supermodels in Victoria's Secret fashion show? Yes. But I also train curvy women. So making sure that those body types are shown on the Sculpt Society app. And I think um, that's been intentional from the beginning because I don't want anyone to feel like they can't be a part of this community um, and and being realistic that most women are curvy and we want to see that. I guess what, what I, my question, like, I don't want to get to a place where we start to get away from saying like, hey, you know, taking care of yourself is a good thing. Eating healthy is a good thing. Moving your body is a good thing. Not necessarily for the image, but because you'll just feel better and you're getting yes. endorphins, you know, have yes. mental clarity and all yes. like. I don't want to dance around a subject and say, oh, like it's not about all the other stuff that people get upset about. It's about like, these are good things to do for longevity as a human being, to feel better for your family. I actually think it's a, in a way now as a parent, a selfish thing to not consider taking care of myself for long. Cause like we have a, a child that we got to worry about. Right. Yeah. Um, and I know people get upset like when, you know, when we're outspoken about stuff like that, but I can't imagine getting to a place where we start to say like promoting a healthy lifestyle is a bad thing. No, I agree with you. I think you, you can do that in a way that's not saying that only this body type sure, is sure. is what we're going we're striving for. And you can show other body types while while working out, you know, and I but I do agree with you. No, I think promoting a healthy lifestyle is, is a great thing. Morning routines. I am a huge proponent of morning routines. I know, I, know I bet you have one. And I, I would also simultaneously like to know your wind down. Yes. Um, OK, so this is the perfect morning for me now have I done this consistently probably not. that's okay it, it's my thing is it, you don't have to hit it every morning yeah yeah okay. you, you just you do your best you set the intention it's just something to hold you accountable if you get it freaking 10 percent of the time great okay so my morning is pretty simple I usually like to give myself an hour to an hour and a half before I have to like do anything actually work-wise. I know I shouldn't look at my, my phone, but I definitely do the first thing in the morning. Um, I then go downstairs. I make my room temp lemon water. I chug it. I make my coffee with almond milk. What kind of almond milk? <laughs> Usually, well, now because there's a Trader Joe's close by, it's like the Trader Joe's unsweetened almond milk. Eh, I'm not a fan of it, but you know. I usually don't Taylor, get you gotta pull this back detailed. What kind of almond milk? No, because, because I don't get this detailed, but I know you're so good with wellness. So it that's why I'm be, being so annoying. Trader Joe's, it could be creamier if you're taking some feedback. Um, I then go sit on the couch in a perfect situation and I'll, I'll meditate for only like five minutes. So we have meditations on the Sculpt Study app that are literally five to seven minutes. Um, that's kind of where my attention span clocks out. I'll sit there, go through a gratitude, um, a gratitude list and then, um, move my body have some fruit, move my body. Pretty simple. Is this in your calendar to move your body or is it just something that you just set the intention? It's every day? so ingrained in my, it's like brushing my teeth right. at this point. Yeah. I feel the same way yeah. about that. Like I, I tried it. I just put it on my calendar. What I've been doing in this, I don't know if this is a horrible tip for everyone. No, but I love that calendar tip, by the way, that you schedule it into your calendar. I have it in my calendar, but sometimes I don't have time. So what I'll do is I'll move the workout to when I'm doing a conference call put the workout on zero volume and you can do this with your app. This is actually, you can pull up your app and you can do the five to 10 minute arms while you're on the conference call. 
And I know this isn't the best for cortisol because you're on a call, but at least I'm getting something that's low impact in. Lauren's favorite thing to do is join a Zoom that we're all on and been talking for 15 minutes as she's late doing work. I'm like, all right, who do we all got I here? I also like, don't do video. She's the only one not I don't, on screen. I'm not going to up my cortisol on video. I'm just not doing it. I have too many Zooms. I'm not going to do video. It's so many Zooms. So, but that is a really, no, I love that. And I get messages like that all the time where it's like, I could, I squeezed in your five minute arms either on the call or between Zoom calls because it just, or during my baby's nap, right? Like it's moms who are with babies. Um, no, I think that's really great. And I think if if you are someone starting out or struggling to get uh, your workouts in, scheduling it in your calendar is, is a really great tip. Sometimes my husband talks too much. And so what I do is I just have my ankle weights in the kitchen and I'll just put them on my arms and start. Speaking just, of chasing passion, I was like, I don't know. It's to, like, oh, we have to do a 10 minute conversation about like this situation. Up. I might as well get my arms in. I swear to God, we're squeezing it in. What you're doing is so avant-garde and on the pulse of where we're headed in life. The last thing I want to do is get in my car, go drive oh, to the gym, run into Susie from high school, have a 10 minute <laughs> conversation with her walk out and like something's like whatever it is I need to get gas whatever I, I want to just squeeze it in I think it's very smart what you're doing thank you well I and I think people are constantly asking me like oh well like you know now that the vaccine's coming and everyone's getting vaccinated are you concerned about the the digital space and I think listen people are going to go back to the gym but it's going to be like to me it's going to be like the movies right you go to, to get a, like you go to the movie theater to see the big blockbuster but you have your Netflix at home and you actually use Netflix probably more than you you know, use go to the movie theater. So that's I think digital fitness, honestly, is just going to continue to grow. I think what it what it's going to be from this pandemic is you will get back to doing normal things, but people will not do things anymore that are way out of their way and in very inconvenient, right? Like if there's a gym, five ten minutes, like easy. But if I have to go thirty minutes and I know I can do something at home, like I'm gonna also see me in real life after tax, it's forty dollars. You can see me online for. With the year subscription, nine ninety nine. One thing I'm Scope grateful society for. Society is saving time. That's what you're selling time. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I'm grateful for from this pandemic is I think it's going to, and listen, it's going to get rid of a lot of inefficiencies. I feel like we've been wasting a lot of time oh. in a lot of areas, right? Yeah. Like, and when I say inefficiencies, I mean like it takes a lot now, even if you just think about how we interact in the business world, I'm not going to drive over across town to someone's office and go there and do all this stuff when I can get on a Zoom, Zoom for 20. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but but there is a something where I do like to connect with the team in person and collaborate. But there's it, it, these days of like wasting hours in traffic and wasting hours on a flight to go and see, those are done. I mean, once in a while, you'll do something to see someone in person, but like we're going to get rid of a lot of inefficiencies. Yeah. And I think what will happen is the world will start moving very fast because of it. I agree. You have to give us your nighttime routine, and then I have a little juicy question for you. Oh God. <laughs> you make me so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going to come out I of your mouth? I was literally walking over here, and I'm like, I'm so fucking nervous. No, okay. no, um, but not. Um, nighttime routine. I. It's a little less, you know. I think for me during the pandemic, walks outside were huge, especially living in New York City. Just like leaving my big apartment building for some reason, like getting into an elevator and getting outside was, you know, an achievement. But the minute I got some fresh air and could walk by the the Hudson and just, you know, either listen to a podcast or, you know, walk with my husband, that was huge. Coming back, having dinner. Um, I, I take like multiple showers a day. I don't know why, especially to me. So does my goal. I get it. I don't get it. <laughs> so I take a I take an evening shower Lauren's too. Like, I take multiple showers a week. I'm like, <laughs> a month. I mean, I don't wash my hair. I mean, I wash my hair like once a week. Um, but I just, you know, I really savor that time in the shower. Um, you know, since being pregnant, like my 
my body oil routine. Oh my gosh, that's really, it takes me like an hour to lather up. Um, and then I put on all like, I, I do a serum, I'll do a moisture. You want to know what products I mean? Oh God, okay. Just give us a couple brands that you like. Okay. Um, loved your Elemis um, collab. Thank you. And now Truly you have an ice it. roller that you can roll nice on your vagina after you give birth. <laughs> Needed, thank you. Um, I, I do really love, love their, um, what is their makeup remover? They have amazing cleansing balm. Yeah, their cleans cleansing that bomb. cleansing balm is so delicate and doesn't rip the skin like all these shitty makeup wipes pull down the skin. Yeah, it's nice. Yes, so love that. I'll do a serum right now. Oh, gosh, I kind of just like rotate. I've used Vin Vintner's Daughter, which I like. Caudalie, I like. Augustinus Bader, I like. Same with the creams. I, I have really dry dry skin, so then I'll lather on like a thick cream, the the rich cream from Augustinus Bader. I like um, great brands. Yeah, all great brands. Trying, I'm blanking, which is bad. It's okay because I have a juicy question. Okay. Oh god. Okay. All the listeners want to know, and this is kind of like a twist. Oh. As an NBA Brooklyn Nets dancer, <laughs> what is the tea like? Like, is it? Tea? No, they want to know: Is there crazy rules? Can you talk to the athletes? Oh yeah, there are. Crazy is someone rules. trying to bend you over in the locker room? No. Like, what's going on? Okay, so here's the rule: it, it the the rules were really strict. They did not want dancers and and athletes, it like talking to each other because they really didn't want people to think that the dancers were there for the athletes. You know, I would say I was dancing with the most talented women in the U.S. Like it was really a talented group. And I think the people that were running the show wanted it to be about the talent and, and to be about the dancers and it not to be there, not to have rumors like going back and forth that we were there to kind of, you know, be eye candy for the player. So honestly, I never spoke to a player. Literally, the only time we would share a core is at like tech rehearsal before no no players are like trying to slide it in no absolutely not it's probably what? a good thing at the time it's that too, vanilla yeah it's so vanilla i know no juice there at the time we couldn't even and this isn't 2012 to 2014 i couldn't even post on instagram about anything related to the brooklyn nets or or the nba like we were very much not i mean now they can it's a different um landscape but yeah i couldn't post on on social um yeah, it was kind of a bummer. The tryouts are gnarly. I know this. Oh Michael gosh. doesn't even know this. I've never told you this. I tried out for the Chargers cheerleaders. Stop. It you told is me that. so gnarly what they make you do. Let me tell you. Woo! So the first, the year I was auditioning, by the way, this is like the third time I had auditioned for the NBA Nets. People don't realize the process. They had just moved from New Jersey to Brooklyn. So it was like this like starting year, who the team was going to be at the Barclays Center. So not only is the audition hard in general, but because it was the first year, they were making it into this whole like big event with press involved. So it was, it was so grueling, so grueling. Like day after day, our final audition was like in front of a live audience with like <laughs> with live like judges. The judges. It was, it was intense. The judges. Yeah. I, I mean, I know nothing about what you went through, but it seems like that what that did is it set you up to be who you are today. It was so powerful. It's like those experiences are what has helped you be so successful. Well, I think too, like, let's take it back. Let's like remove a layer. I didn't just rock up and like get the audition. This was like my third or fourth time auditioning. Oh my I was God. like, and you're such up. an amazing dancer. That's so crazy. But I mean, you know, you just, you never know. And I think at the, that point, at that time for the audition, I was like, if I don't get this, honestly, I was like, it had, I was like, the clock was ticking. I was like, this isn't working. 
I should probably move back to Santa Barbara. So like, let's do a few more auditions and like figure it out. And I ended up getting it. But it wasn't, I think, again, people just assume that, you know, they see the story and they're like, oh, of course she just got it. No, I had to go back multiple times. Tenacity is underrated. I am telling you. I would like to round this out. You said something in the beginning that we didn't get to touch on, and I think it would help a lot of people. You said that you were obsessed with exercise and that you were obsessed with counting um, calories and you're obsessive about it. There's probably a lot of people who are listening that are in that similar state. What are like three tips or resources or things that you did to help you get out of that headspace? I know dance and and combining fitness and your job was one of them, but is there anything micro. Yes. And this is really just can be cringeworthy to a lot of people, but it is so important as women that we are in tune with the things that we're telling ourselves, the stories that we're telling ourselves, that we're believing about ourselves. We really need to figure out that conversation and change that conversation. For me, it was that. It was reading a book called Women, Food, and God by Janine Roth. Um, And then if I look back, to be honest, I really wish I had been in therapy. You know, I think for a lot of women and men, if you're listening and you're in this like cycle and it's not nothing's working and you're frustrated, go talk to a professional. Because I honestly think that my recovery journey would have been so much faster if I didn't think I needed to do it on my own. And then just trying to think, you know, small things like, you know, little bits of meditation here and there. But I think really powerful is that conversation that you're having with yourself um, and the things that you're believing about yourself. Leave us with a couple of brands of snacks before you go. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to talk about my snacks that I have. Sorry. So I do love a tortilla chip. Okay. So I love um, from the ground up their cauliflower um, chips. Yum. Cheddar nacho is the best. Okay. Um, Bean fields. We need to get this for Zaza. Bean fields. Amazing. From the ground up. No, no, these are two, three different. These are all three. I'm, I'm very, very passionate about From the about ground chips. up is a brand. Yes. Beanfields is another. I'm going to write this down. Go on. I'm getting hungry now. I think what's our favorite um, Beanfields um, flavor? No, we have Pico de Gallo. Amazing. And then Siete. Love Siete. Have I can you, crush a bag Have of you Siete. listened to their, to their um, NPRs, How I Built This? No. Great. Oh, I need to listen to it's that. It's really good. My Huge fan so good. of that brand. Yeah. Where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out. Tell us how they can sign up for Sculpt Society. Um, I love following you on Instagram. I think you're very positive and you're what we need right now in the space that we're in. Thank you. You can come say hi um, on Instagram at Megan Roop and at the Sculpt Society. I've got a two-week free trial um, for the Sculpt Society app. Our yearly membership is half off right now. It's literally $9.99 a month. It's crazy cheap. So thesculptsociety.com. I go live multiple times a week. There's new content. We have over 400 videos. I'm going to do arms while Michael's blabbing on and on about something. I'm going to put little tiny headphones <laughs> in. You need to pay attention to everything your husband says, okay? I'm going to do arms while you're in the kitchen blabbing away, eating siete <laughs> chips. <laughs> How am I going to be blabbing with the siete? Just spitting chips everywhere? You're amazing. I'm a huge fan of everything you do. Come back Thank anytime. So Thanks, Morgan, for meeting <laughs> Megan on Hinge and coming and hanging out with us. <laughs> Thank you so much. Who wants to win a copy of Get the Fuck Out of the Sun, my book? It's out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, and where all small books are sold. Someone is going to win a copy this week. All you have to do is tell me your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram, at Lauren Bostick. 
and we'll slide into your inbox and one of you will win. There's so much fun shit in this book. It's all about skincare. You're going to love it. And with that, make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes and we'll see you next week.